0: welcome friends this is the art of aliveness podcast and i'm your host chrissy marie it's a space where we explore how to nurture life force energy through the path of creativity curiosity compassion courage and connection let's dance Again, and I have a guest today, and I wanted to share. Some of you may have heard me talk about my journey with plant medicine. I'm sure I've talked about it on previous episodes. I couldn't tell you which one, um, but back in I believe 2017 2018, I journeyed down to Peru for 10 days to sit with ayahuasca, and it was my very first experience with not just plant medicine, but really any substance of, the, of that nature where you go deep into a journey. I just kind of went right for the level 10 experience. And it was such a, an intense but beautiful, intimate awakening process for myself. And maybe we'll touch on parts of my journey as we, as we chat. Um, but because I went down to Peru, I somehow got connected to this guest on the socials because he's also in Peru and in the plant medicine field, so to speak. Um, and then we just recently connected on Facebook after being like in connection on Facebook for what, maybe four or five years and not even sure. Um, and we jumped on a casual conversation and found out we have a lot of really lovely parallels. We also know, he knows one of the women that was one of the facilitators of my plant medicine journey, Cece, dear CC. And yeah, I'm excited to introduce him, to have him tell you his story, to share about what he does in terms of facilitation and how powerful his medicine is. And we're going to also explore some um, some little offshoots of the power of song and voice and music medicine as it relates to ceremony and healing, which those of you who know me know that's really up my alley, but also just in general what the process of taking a, a medicine journey is like. So welcome to the podcast, Joey. Please introduce yourself and you know share anything that feels relevant for the people to know today about who you are and what you're up to.
1: Great. Well, thank you, Chrissy. And yeah, it's my pleasure to be here on your show. And thank you for having me once again. And yeah, as you, as you have mentioned about <clears throat> your um, pouring into the plant medicine and ayahuasca world down in the Amazon here in Peru, I was actually affiliated with the the retreat program that you participated at Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: I used to lead guided tours except here in the Andes region um the Cusco area and to Machu Picchu and places like that and guide um people also in my own medicine ceremonies with the plant medicine Wachuma so I think it was through that and probably you, you connecting you know on social media with your facilitator Cecilia and and that group of people that we somehow became Facebook friends but uh yeah now after five years we're actually having real uh human to human interaction but um you know everything is about timing and the divine timing yeah so for everybody out there uh, my name is joey greenstone i am originally from the united states uh, but i have been living in uh, in peru for the last uh nearly 13 years and working with uh shamanic plant medicines this whole time um in fact, it was uh, a really powerful calling that I received years ago um, that made me know basically that I was going to become an apprentice um, uh, in uh, the shamanic world here in Peru, in the Amazon specifically, and then later become a, a practitioner myself. So um, yeah, I initially began my journey in the jungle, in the Amazon jungle with the ayahuasca medicine and the other Amazonian plants. And um Apprenticed for a number of years there, learning the Amazonian style of shamanism and healing. Um, I also managed an ayahuasca camp for a while and um, moved around quite a bit. So I had a a good variety of experiences in those days um, in the plant medicine world, also getting a feel for um, the way the culture is there and, and everything that comes along with that. And uh, then in, I guess it was about 2013, my path shifted, uh, shifted to the mountains, and I got called strongly by Huachuma, or it's also called San Pedro. It's a cactus uh, native to the Andes and also a powerful plant spirit medicine. And I was receiving some very powerful calls through that medicine because I was going through some hardships at the time, and I had some really... Very clear and powerful dreams um, where I felt the spirit of the Wachima medicine uh, calling to me to work with it. And then after some time, yeah, that became my, my main medicine. And now after years, um, that is the medicine that I offer. And, and you can call me or I would call myself a Wachimero, which is a practitioner of this medicine. And I lead ceremonies, um, basically the medicine for those, for those out there who don't understand how it worked, the way that the medicine is taken is, is in a healing ceremony, uh, which with Huachuma is an all day event uh, that we, we conduct outdoors. And um, so, yeah, I do these ceremonies and I also do ceremonies as part of a larger healing retreat which is a program that I put together um, that includes three Wachuma ceremonies, which for whatever reason seems to be kind of the magic number um, to complete like one treatment with the medicine. And um, so whatever kind of body of work or, or things that need to be taught, learned to come up and, and complete, usually three ceremonies is the number to do that. So that's why I conduct my retreats with three Wachuma ceremonies and other activities that are um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Like kind of, uh, that support the overall healing process. Uh, Mm -hmm. so we do other activities. There's plenty of rest time and, and so forth. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I'm up to mainly. That's, that's who I am and, and, you know, connecting with people and helping people to, to heal really, um, on very deep levels, um, core issues, core traumas, um, things that, uh, create blockages that really hold us back from from being fully alive. Um, I know your your podcast is called The Art of Aliveness. So really we're we're talking about getting to the, the energetic core of the things that prevent us from feeling fully alive um, yes. through this plant medicine work.
0: Yeah, fascinating. I have like a thousand questions. I'm going to just start backwards from the one that just popped up, which is how what is how how does Washuma facilitate a process of aliveness? How does it support people in moving through? trauma just from your experience
1: yeah absolutely so the understanding like the shamanic understanding of um, healing in the world or or illness is that before anything occurs physically um, we're going to have these like subtle energetic roots um, that occur in one of the different levels of our being. So for example, we're not just purely physical, you know, beings that, that have physical bodies. Um, we have a soul or spirit, we have an emotional body, we have a mental body, and, and so forth on up to the most dense being the physical. So Wachuma and other plant medicines of this nature go in and seek out where we have energetic roots and remove them. Um, and some of those energetic roots will be kind of like spiritual energetic, like scars, if you will, from traumatic events um, and things like that. So these medicines go in and they work in ways that, that really like we can't fully understand. You can't even, under, you can't understand them in a scientific way. And even like from the shamanic understanding, we just know that they work. Um, the real magic of it is, it's just that it's, it's magical and it's, it's divine. And, and it's clear that these, that these plants are put here you know, from the higher power, however you wish to call that, so that the people can, can heal themselves and really find themselves. So through removing these blockages, through removing these energetic roots that I I mentioned, our bodies down to the cellular and even to the DNA DNA level will rewire themselves and will heal Mm -hmm. themselves. Like our bodies heal, um, on their own. So we need to get rid of the blockages that have been preventing our bodies from really like healing and getting back to a, a more divine and healed and, and pure state. So when the things are taken away, um, we're able to, to access happiness, access joy, and just really, we're just accessing more of what our, our true nature is.
0: Hmm.
1: I hope that answers the question.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah. If,
1: therefore you will feel more alive. You will feel, you know, um, Greater states of joy. And
0: yeah, yeah. I, well, I think also what's important to note is that piece of doing it in healing ceremony because the set and the setting and the people you're around and the intentions really create that healing container, right? These are not medicines that you would ever do recreationally, right? This this also is like a very sacred lineage that you've studied and have prepared, um, you know, st- you continue to study. And I'm curious, how do you know when you're ready to facilitate versus study under people or, or are you still studying under people as you facilitate?
1: Yeah, um, well, basically, when it comes to being in the role like that, that I'm in now after after these 13 years or plus of, of working with plant medicines. First, you have to go through a healing process and journey on your own with plant medicine. You learn through experientially through taking medicine, the medicine will help you to heal. Right. And in time, it's also teaching you. So as you learn how to heal yourself in time, um, and you usually you'll be under the tutelage of, of a human master, a human teacher for a while. Um, yeah, you get the ability or the power or medicine, as they refer to, in you know, in this world, like medicine being power, energy, um, you know, the, the ability to facilitate that healing for others, mm-hmm. right? Um, but in, when we, I, I, I want to make a distinction, too, though, with the word facilitate, because in the plant medicine world, you can come down and, and attend a retreat, and the, the shamans or the curanderos or the healers that are working directly, the ones that who are overseeing everything in ceremony, who are like the doctors that work with the plant spirits, so to speak, are one thing. And there may be other people that we refer to as facilitators who are not, you know, the guy or the lady that's offering the cup of medicine and doing the shamanic work, but they are people, um, you know, typically if you're coming from a Western industrialized nation background coming down to a place like peru people who come from those backgrounds that have been working with the medicine for a period of time that understand um the psyche the western mind and so forth and kind of act as a go between uh, between the participants and the native shamans right yeah um in my case i'm both of those roles. I'm not a native shaman in the sense that I'm native to Peru, but I'm acting as the watchamero, the curandero, the healer, and also as the facilitator because I come from the United States. Um, So I do have the understanding of the Western mind and a lot of the unique traumas and issues that people coming from industrialized nations bring in um, with respect to addiction and and basically, you know, the traumas uh, that we experience from growing up in those environments. Mm. So yeah, after a period of time, and it's usually years, it's usually many years, five to 10 years, if you want to be a really good healer with plant medicine, then you can begin to practice. Um, Yeah, but ultimately, it's it's spirit, it's spirit itself, um, that kind of gives you the stamp of, you know, when you're ready. And um, yeah, that's, that's the notes versions of that and how that works. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that's helpful. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I know each yeah. of these questions, we could talk on, like an entire podcast on each of these questions that I'm asking. So. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd like to. Yeah. No, but you can go as deeper or as notes as you like. like. Um, I would love to chat about the, the role of music and voice and the medicine songs that, you bring into ceremony. Can you start sure. speaking to for this, people who are completely new to plant medicine ceremonies? Can you just give a cliff notes version of that, and then what your role is with that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So <clears throat> here in Peru, amongst them, you know the the ritual that is uh, taking in the sacred medicines um, comes along with a component that is music, but specifically um, song that is that is sung with the voice. Um, so in the jungle traditions, um, these songs are called Icaros. So I guess also in the mountains, we would call them Icaros because it's a Quechua word, um, which is an ancient Andean language and um, mm. that was sort of the lingua franca for the Incan empire. So that, that language and culture touched all parts of uh, what is now Peru. So the, these Icaros essentially are songs that are given to human practitioners from the spirit world from the plant spirits themselves uh, or other helpful medicine spirits. And they um, serve functions within the healing ceremony. So that's why we talk about a ceremony. Um, Yeah, it's it's like a ceremony. So it almost seems like a joyous and festive occasion because music is being played. But these these songs um, serve roles within, within the healing space. So they call in particular helpful spirits, Um, or they will um, act to remove energies from the space that are, that are not serving. Um, They can control the flow of the ceremony. So in effect, they will, they control the effect of the medicine and how it's affecting uh, the participants, making it become more powerful, rise or to go lower, Um, activating the medicine within people's bodies so that certain blockages can, uh, be removed with, with greater ease so they can facilitate that. Um, and they also can just do a lot of really interesting and fascinating things that we can't really necessarily put our, you know, you know, put our finger on, but they, they really do have an important role within, um, within the healing ceremony, and there seems to be something, too, with the, <clears throat> the sound vibration, like the vibration of the voice and the way um, the words are, are sung or articulated or many of, the, many of the Icaros are not even actual like words as part of a language. They're more of just like sounds and chants that really just activate the medicine um, within the participants. And, uh, you know, they do it in a, a very powerful and yet, yet beautiful way. We as human beings, um, you know, fundamentally, music is is uh, is part of our history. It's part of our, my, uh, it's part of our, our very existence. I would say in our essence. So you know, connecting with with plants, spirits in this way, and, and going through a, a healing ritual, which can be very um, humbling. in in many cases for people because um we're allowing ourselves to be completely vulnerable and to access um parts of uh our subconscious mind um to access where the memories of traumas live and all this stuff but in having the music there um it's just a certain support that that's really helpful that we really connect with on a deep level on like our soul level i believe Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: I found it to be quite grounding for me, like anchoring to, there's just, like you said, there's a familiarity, an ancient familiarity to, to melody, to resonance, to sound. And even when I was not sitting, even just in my day-to-day life, if when I sit with myself and I allow myself to kind of go into a bit of a trance, which play medicine is so much more than trance, but just to kind of soften, when I soften the mind, right? When I just soften the, the monkey mind. Yeah. and I start to sing, I will receive sound and melody. Sometimes it's very similar. I tend to sing the same thread of notes or the same vowel shapes will and sounds will create. But it is such a, uh, I, feel, I feel so alive. I feel so much bigger than my body when I play with sound in that way. And one time I was sitting with psilocybin and I had, an incredible vocal awakening, where as I was singing, I wonder too, if this is ever your experience with some of these plant medicines, you know, you can see visuals, you'll get, you'll get visuals, you'll get pictures. Right. And as I was singing with this medicine, it was like, I was visually opening up portals and, and the, the visuals were changing and morphing as I was singing, there was this like synergy between the journey I was on and the sounds that were coming through. Yeah. And it felt like the sounds were facilitating just something incredibly beautiful. And, and I just wonder if there's a similar experience for you at all, if you're like in the visual field and watching it change with sound as well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that that happens for me in my experience when I'm leading ceremony, but it's, it's also certainly happening for, uh, you know, the participants or the, the, the patients. Um, and oftentimes uh, we'll see both the same thing, you know, yeah. so it's not like, and sometimes it's unique as well, you know, because um, there's something that can be going on energetically. And then there's the, the visual rep- representation that the medicine shows us in our minds. Right. Um, so it's like the core thing is the same, but the, the vision, the way I see it and the way my participant might see, it might be slightly different, but it's pointing to the same, you know, in the core energetics there. Um, but yeah, the, the, the singing of the songs, at least in my ceremonies, um, I consider them an important part. It's just the way I learned. Um, I've been seeing all my life and it's something that I really, you know, love to do and enjoy doing. Um, but the way, so I, I guess when I was called to this path, and, and and music was a big part of it, you know, the singing was a big part of it, the voice, um, it was well suited to, to me. Um, and um, at least with Wachuma, <clears throat> at least how things are, and that my understanding of them, at least what I observe in this area with people conducting Wachuma is that um, there may be some people that, 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 conduct the medicine and have like song be a part of it. But I haven't really seen too many scenarios where people are actually using Ikoro specifically, like from given by spirit, um, to, to facilitate the healing with, uh, with Wachuma. Mm-hmm. And here in Peru, there's a lot of variance between how practitioners conduct the Wachuma healing and ceremonies, um, compared to the ayahuasca world, which seems to be a little bit more universal and the okay. same um, mm-hmm. across the board. So, um, you know, I'm hoping that that what I offer in my ceremonies is, uh, you know, the most comprehensive and healing and supportive that it can be. And and the song is just so important for that. Um, because it, it, it does have that grounding effect that you mentioned, like especially when the medicines are beginning to take effect. So you're going from your, your normal, just awake consciousness to the effect of these, uh, you know, entheogenic or psychedelic medicines. Um, and the wine, the mind can kind of tend to wander or you start to, get nervous or think about things and and all that stuff and having song there. So in the beginning, you know, phases of the ceremony, it gives your mind something like positive to like focus on. So I always, Mm -hmm. you know, express this to the participants. Hey, like when I'm singing, especially in the beginning, focus on the songs Mm -hmm. gives your mind, something to attach to that's positive much in the same way um, that mantra and chanting can be used like in other traditions like eastern traditions um as a form of meditation the mind just focuses on the mantra and then like the monkey mind aspect that's like all over the place uh centers so yes. these medicine songs can serve that function as well
0: yeah yeah well that's such a real thing the that monkey mind and i remember my first two ceremonies of ayah were very intense to the point where i almost did not go back for the last 3 because they were so uncomfortable and I couldn't make any meaning out of them and mm. fortunately I did go back for a third one and it was in that third one that I received a mantra that was incredibly helpful um that has served me not just in future plant ceremonies but also in life in general yeah. and that mantra was is thank you this makes sense i get it i love you and I would, anytime something would get real weird in the experience, mm. I would reiterate these words and they had a certain quality, uh, this, this beautiful, like organic alchemical quality where I've, I fully understood, as I was saying these words, that these things that felt dark in ceremony or confusing in ceremony were just elements of myself that were asking for love and acceptance. Right. And so, and even if I didn't understand why I was seeing something a certain way, what was more effective for me instead of trying to figure out the why something was happening or why I was seeing something in a ceremony, I would just say, This makes sense. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> even yeah. if I totally didn't, right? I would just signal to my subconscious that there was a purpose because that was really the only thing yeah. that felt regulating in those moments. And um, so I wanted to, sh- to ask you about why you created you know, why your retreat is the, in the format it is, you said three ceremonies feels like mm-hmm. kind of the Goldilocks zone there. It definitely took me three ceremonies to get on board with plant medicine yeah, yeah. <laughs> in general and to, to, I feel like get what I, what I wanted from it. But, um, you know, with that, with the caveat of everybody's experience is completely different and unique. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you've got a fluffy cattail on the corner of your screen and it is super cute. <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> come here. She oh. didn't want to make an appearance.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just little cattail cameo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's Sage. And my medicine cat. So maybe she'll maybe she'll make an appearance before, so before we're done. <laughs> but yeah, so if okay, so to answer that question, I can go back to like my experience when I first started my, my apprenticeship with um. With ayahuasca and the jungle plants, is that <clears throat> um, the thing that was becoming popularized then was the you know the the concept of the retreat, right? And the reason that I think retreats became a thing was because you know the 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 ayahuasqueros usually will never just say to a person, um, okay, let me let me backtrack. It's most common that more than one um, ceremony will be required to complete a treatment. I mean, I'm not going to say that they'll never say no. You can only, you can't just do one. But the thing is that the treatment is progressing, and especially with ayahuasca, for example, it's going to take more than one ceremony for people to break through because we're coming in with lots of like a backlog of like energies that need to get purged out. Right. So, you know, your first couple ceremonies, even up to three ceremonies can be unpleasant while all this like back energy, like the back purge, um, as a term that was introduced to me in the very beginning, needs to like come out. And once like the, the majority of that's like, out, people can have like these quote unquote breakthroughs where you mm-hmm. really can like enter fully into the, the spiritual realms and like have more beautiful and, uh, uh, and fun and, and, and enjoying experiences. And it's because it's just the way the medicine works. Like it, it, it's, it's progressive. So likewise with Swachuma, it's progressive. They're a little bit different. Um, these two plants and how they work. Um, but uh, after I left the jungle and began my path with Wachuma and then began leading ceremonies, I was leading just single ceremonies, right, for for people. And sometimes people would would want to do two or three. And, you know, over the course of some years, um, I was giving the message directly from Wachuma, like, three is the number here. Like, this is the this is the magic number uh, to complete a treatment for people. Not to say that you can't come back to it later after some process time, some time to process and integrate everything and to heal and come back to it. But for whatever reason, three seems to be the number. And um, so I wanted to create a a program with Wachuma, a healing program with Wachuma that was just as powerful and just as healing and just as awe-inspiring and incredible and amazing as the retreats that people were having with, with ayahuasca. Cause it seemed to me like the Wachuma human medicine um, was being like kind of underutilized. Mm-hmm. Like it had a higher, has a higher level of like capabilities uh, for healing and for helping people to transform their lives. than I feel like it, people were kind of like capturing and, and giving to others. And, you know, for most people who are coming down here, you know, you might have only two weeks, you know, to to do all of this. So a retreat format is really kind of convenient in that sense, like complete your treatment, transform your life in the 10 days, um, and get the most out of it than you can. But even still, I I offer single ceremonies. I have a lot of people that are just coming through this area because it's the Cusco area. Machu Picchu is not far off, and people want to come and experience Uh, these really amazing like like power power centers these archaeological sites sacred sites however Mm -hmm. you want to call them Um, but I, I also you know drum home like the retreat because it really maximizes the you know the benefit that people are going to get and for whatever reason it's like the three ceremonies in retreat format done in that way where you can disconnect from you know, the stressors of, of your life and have these other like, um, integrative activities and the group shares and, you know, time to talk with me one-on-one and to, you know, process facilitation. It seems to be that like, it's great. It's like greater than the sum of the parts like you can do three ceremonies with me over the course of six weeks or something. If you happen to be in the, the area or years, but when you get that three in the, in the course of the 10 days and the way things are structured, um, it's, it's much more powerful. Yeah, yeah. it's much more powerful and, uh, and beneficial. So yeah, it's something that that, that I, I want to promote for people because I believe in the work. Um, it's transformed my life, um, you know, quite uh, drastically, you know, I might not even be sitting here if it wasn't for plant medicines, mm-hmm. um, you know, I can say that with a, a certain level of like certainty, who knows, but, um, yeah. you know, I was able to, to heal myself on very deep levels and turn my life around and find a, a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, um, as a ro- result of going through that healing journey yeah. and going through that, the hero's journey as well as part of it, um, yeah, now it's time to give back. And that's how it works. Like when, when, when someone heals themselves, they're gifted, um, with a capacity and an energy and an ability to help others. But, you know, at the same time, we don't heal other people as such, you know, we serve as catalysts, as antennas, as, you know, energy, we hold the space. Mm -hmm. for other people to, to do the work on themselves, you know, Mm -hmm. with the help of spirit, with the help of the medicines um, we can act as guides, Um, but there is, there is a vibration that that someone who has done a certain amount of healing work on themselves that they carry and um, that field that they, they command, because we all have, you know, arc fields, you know, when you are in their space um, that's going to act as a catalyst to for uh you know you to to heal the things the blockages and remove those roots and all that stuff and go yeah. through the transformation process yourself so yeah. you know it's important to um to f- seek out healers that have done the work on themselves because otherwise it's like that classic wounded healer archetype you
0: yeah. know where
1: people want to help others help others help others but they won't help themselves and it's kind of not really how it works you know right. um We heal ourselves and then it serves as a, uh, you know, a catalyst for others to do the same.
0: Right. Yeah. I'd love to talk about the, the, almost like the afterburn in a way, like the process of integrating these ceremonies. But first I have a more of a personal question that just popped through curiously is, you know, being that you're human, as much as we do healing, we're still going to experience trigger. We're still going to experience moments and seasons in our lives where we're going to feel density. We're going to need to take time and space to process that. And I'm yeah. curious if that's ever coincided, like one of those seasons has ever coincided with, a, you know, a facility, like facilitation or, you know, guiding and, and how do you hold yourself if that's the case, given that you are like the primary PowerPoint, you know, you're kind of holding the field essentially of the of the participants. If you are struggling, how do you navigate that process? If it's ever occurred for you. Mm.
1: So you mean like in, in the retreat setting, if I happen to be in a. Yeah. In like a, I kind of process myself.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: well, yeah. So here's how that works over time somehow you're gifted and just you just kind of figure out how to hold space for other people while still doing some healing work on yourself in the space Mm -hmm. so inevitably whenever i'm leading ceremony um some healing work is going to happen for myself some days it's kind of like it's like no big deal, like nothing major, yeah. but there's other, you know, you know, I am human and there has been other times when like I'm in a, in a particular process or you, you said like a season when that's coming up and you just work, work through it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's just an ability that that's gained over time and support of the plan. Um, also, I think, some of those deeper issues that I might need to address with myself just for myself don't necessarily come up when, when I'm leading for others as well. Um, The, the, the spirit of the medicine um, is aware of like what's, what's going on. Like, I'm not going to like get rocked in the space, so to speak, such that I can't um, that I can't hold for others. Um, if, if for whatever reason that I was going through a significant hardship in my life, it doesn't matter how much stuff, healing work I've done in the past, like life still happens. Like a loved one could be lost or whatever. And those cases then, you know, as practitioners, practitioners, you just have to be in integrity. And if you're not able to hold space for other people, then you just don't do it. You know, you have to, you know, it's like the old adage, you can't. Pour from an empty cup. So you know, mm-hmm. fill your own cup first, and then you then then you can serve others. Yeah. But other things like inevitably, even though I'm the guy leading the ceremony and holding the space, yeah, there's healing is happening for me too, mm-hmm. and I'm learning from every single ceremony that I'm in. New stuff will come up in every single one, so it's like a constant, ongoing learning process too um, that's happening. So that's, mm-hmm. that's really fascinating. And that's refreshing too, because it's not like a stagnant experience. Mm-hmm. Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, okay, here we go. Poor medicine, shake the rattle. Right. It's the same thing. Okay. There we go. Someone's virgin. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> like I'm learning really cool things, you know, on the daily when I'm leading medicine. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's really important that we take care of ourselves as healers as well. And, and I have, a team of, of friends that are also healers that I turn to when I need someone to talk to when I need to go through my process. And the process, the processes are, they're ongoing, it's life. Yes. You know? um, yeah. So, yeah, it's just like, it does require a certain level of humility, I believe, to be in the role. Um, because you be in a role as a leader, um, and the, you know, the rock and, and ceremony for other people, but we're human. So we need to like be able to ask for help from others too, when we need it. Um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, sometimes I just need to go off and take medicine by myself and sit with it and work with it that way. But oftentimes, you know, the, the assistant that I need is like talking things out, um, seeing things from uh, people's perspectives who are not like plant medicine shamans and things like that. So it's like more mm-hmm. integrative and more holistic, like bringing the whole, I don't know. Um, yeah. The whole like gamut of, uh, of possibilities for healing into it.
0: For sure. Oh my gosh. Well, that was a fantastic answer. And I think super <laughs> important to, to hear from, from people. And I like to always ask that question. And I always like to speak to, from a place of being human, because I, I believe there is a, there can be harm done when we put people on a pedestal just because of the role that they're playing in a certain area of our lives and remembering that shamans are humans too, no matter, you know, what lineage they come from, how old they are, what they're up to in the world, like kind of also giving people permission to, to not always be fully on and to, to not always be exactly what you expect them to be is important. Um, yeah. Yeah. That wasn't super eloquent, but I think what you said is wonderful and <laughs> I fully aligned with, with all of that. All right, um, right. Yeah. And you said um, you've got your team and, and it's more like full spectrum holistic. It, you know, to, in order to integrate. And so can we talk about the integration process? Cause that's something I wish I knew more about when I did my sure. plant medicine, I jumped right back into work. Like I didn't even stay in Peru an extra day. Like
1: yeah,
0: pretty sure I like, you know, did my trip back like a day and a half later, I was back working in like really intense s- scenarios. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talk okay. to us about yeah. that.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, All right. So like this, this, this word now integration, like, what is it? Right. Right. Um, It it comes up now and people talk about, you got to do the integration work. What's, you know, well, what the hell is it? Right. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I, I can explain it in some simple terms. Obviously it's, it's a deep subject, but for me, what I believe integration is, is, Taking the, the lessons that you receive in the spirit space, like the plant spirit medicine space, taking them and bringing it from down from this other, like finer vibration and grounding it into your, your daily human, like living experience. So taking the things that, you know, in many cases we can't even put words on or, or seem of another realm, like another, another vibration, like they come from heaven or they come from the spirit world or wherever they come from and making them useful in your daily 3d human physical life. That's what I believe integration is. And also a big part of that is also um, helping people to work through and overcome the initial confusion that inevitably will pop up in the mind when you go from, living that, you know, regular 3D human life. And there's nothing wrong with it. I don't mean it in the negative sense right. where we are, you know, loaded with all kinds of heavy energies that are making us sick and all the traumas that we carry from being human. Um, and, uh, you know, overcoming, like I mentioned, overcoming the confusion, that inevitably you're going to experience when you go from that world and now, you know, you know have your third eye blown open and be exposed to this other world (laughs) that's all part of the world it's all like part of existence creation right it's just it's just a different frequency that most people are not used to being tapped into so when you 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 know change the turn the dial and change frequency to tap into this world of spirit we'll just call it for now um inevitably there's there's confusion that comes up as a result of that like what the hell is this right so big part of the integration work is uh helping people to overcome the confusion that they experience in the beginning and Mm -hmm. to make um the teachings that come from the spirit world useful in your in your daily life and this is a process because things are happening on a number of different levels like I, i mentioned that you know, the medicines go in kind of like heat seeking missiles and find out these, these roots that need to come out. And then the body on subconscious levels starts rewiring itself and cells heal. And your, um, your, the meridians, like the acupuncture channels in your body are going to be more unobstructed and the chakras are clearer, and so forth and all of this stuff. Right. And that's happening without us having to like consciously think about it. Like we don't have to tell, um, cells to heal or your our heart to beat. There's an innate, I mean, we can't argue it. There's, there's an innate intelligence, you know, and I call it divine within our bodies that, that can heal themselves. So, you know, takes time, takes time for the body to heal, takes time for us to heal on all those subtle energetic le- levels that I mentioned earlier. So mm-hmm. that's also part of the integration process too. That's why we don't do 10 ceremonies in 10 days because, yeah. um, you know, more is not always better. <laughs> like we got the magic number, but really that's why there's rest days incorporated into the programs too, because, you know, it's like, imagine you just had spiritual surgery and now you need to heal. And if you have physical surgery, um, you're going to feel like crap probably for a few days and the wounds, if you have any scars, they're going to need to heal. But then afterwards you, you feel way better. So like in a certain sense, that's how this Medicine processes. You're having spiritual surgery. The days off are really important, and the integration work with someone who has, you know, been operating in these realms for a while can help guide, uh, guide you um, through that confusion and help you to take, you know, the gifts that you're given from, from spirit and use them in your life. So, you know, many people say, and I always say it like it's really hard work in retreat sometimes you know, because we have to face stuff we might not want to, or the things we've been repressing or whatever. But the real work is like when you go back to your, the real world, the regular world, quote unquote, and your, in your lives. And that's where the integration work beyond um, your medicine retreat is important because now you have to Mm. start making behavior modifications triggers are going to happen in your daily life and your job with your family with your partners with all that stuff so like ongoing mm-hmm. integration work um is really is really important and something that again is probably really grossly underutilized um yeah. in this uh shamanic plant medicine world and not really promoted so there are there are people out there it's something that i i offer um from my clients and even some people who have never taken plant medicine with me, if they feel like an affinity or a resonance with what, with what I share, um, I do integration work, um, just as I explained, um, to help with those main things, the confusion and then making useful, um, you know, the gifts that are given. Uh,
0: yeah. 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 Well, one of the things that I've seen Ooh, I'm getting a little weird feedback. Are you hearing that or is that just me? I think it's gone. Mm-mm. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. I was getting a little robot voice and I was like, Ooh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We're dimension hopping already. <laughs> but, you know, in that, in that vein of like coming back to form to, to just your, you know, the day-to-day, you know, meanderings, the da- the daily stuff. I've heard people say, you know, I I, I just want to go back. And even I had this experience while I was in the medicine of like bargaining with the medicine where I was like, can I just hold this consciousness forever? And I was like, I'll do anything, you know, to be able to like, <laughs> they plugged in in this way. Well, what would it take? And so I've seen people come back and, and then have the sense of like not wanting to be here. And, you know, I'll just share that in my personal experience, I have come to a place where I really love being here. I really love the human, earthy experience. Even in like, I had a plant medicine experience a few weeks ago, and when I came back, I was like, "Thank goodness!" Like, I love being in my body. Um, I really do. And, but I and I think part of that is a process of you know learning how to integrate wonder and delight and a lot of the things you feel in plant medicine or can feel in plant medicine ceremonies into your day-to-day. So things like wonder, delight, and play. Uh, Can you speak to like the importance of that when it comes to integration and how you might support people in that as well? Because I feel like you have a very playful energy. I just like- so just in the way you laugh and smile. I'm like, Oh, he's yeah. got a little play critter in there. So talk to me more about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I probably come off as more serious than I actually am. No, yeah, no, I am a playful guy. I like to joke and I like to have fun and I'm witty. And um, it's, it's, well, that's the way I am. I think it's important for everybody because um, you know, what is the point of doing challenging and sometimes painful healing work, you know, if afterwards you can't have fun, Mm. I don't see there being any point to that. Like the point to, to, you know, go through this stuff, um, and go through these, these challenges in our lives is so that we can be like happy and joyful and, and, and and playful and silly. And of course some people are sillier than others. Um, but, um, yeah, bringing in in lightheartedness is something not to be overlooked there's a time when hey like okay we need to be serious right now but you know those times aren't that many where it's only seriousness there's some levity can be brought into the situations at all time and and in ceremony inevitably people are going to like crack up at, (laughs) at one point or another usually towards the end after kind of like the bulk yeah. energy comes out for the day. Yeah. It's the, <laughs> you know, the giddiness and the Googles come comes up yep. and I, I encourage that. I don't think there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. And then in integration. um, Yeah. I, I don't know. It's like, it's part of like, I don't know, existence, like sense of humor, like humor and levity is like part of, of our experience here they're divine aspects of creation and they help us um, because they make us feel lighter on um, the physical sense. When we laugh uh, obviously there's like neurochemicals that are getting released that make us feel good to promote the healing process. Um, so yeah, having fun is going to speed up the healing process and promote, I think a more complete healing with it. Um so yeah, I mean, in as far as like integration work goes, I think anybody that gets to know me, and, and obviously when you build up a certain rapport uh, with someone else, then I, I feel like a, a certain freedom then comes to be to be more of your silly self kind of thing. Yeah. So you know that comes through, and that that's just kind of how I am as well. And um, yeah. yeah, no, I think uh, I think I think fun and play and. And joking around is, is good
0: <laughs> yes yes yeah. I right, well you know that's my thing so i always yeah. love to weave it in and i think if if and you know if that can be part of the integration process or at least part of the focus of the integration process it's i believe it's definitely like an integral part is learning how to invoke the energy of play as you're making sense of <laughs> going from having a body to feeling formless and experiencing other realms and other messages and different forms of communication. And then Mm. it is quite kinky, I think, you know, the, just the nature of it all to like be in this form and in this lens for most of the time and then recognizing and seeing things from this really blown out vast perspective and then coming Mm -hmm. back and (laughs) Mm be like, Oh my gosh, the contrast is wild. Who
1: designed Uh, this? Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like hilarious too, and it's like when you get those moments that you get hit with the cosmic joke too. It's just like you can't help but laugh at just like the ridiculousness of it all. (laughs) You know, like this life, and 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 I think one of the things, at least in my life, that's been drummed over and over and over is like, don't take yourself so seriously. Don't take life so seriously. Like, um. You know, if we carry a lot of heaviness and we don't have to go through life with a, you know, that, I don't know. (laughs) That,
0: yeah, yeah. That's
1: (laughs) freaking serious. Like, this is, you know, like we're meant to have fun and play here. Like, seriously, do the healing work so that you can have more, you know, more freaking fun. Like, that's, you know, the, the point of the exercise, I think, one of the major points of the exercise. Um, so probably also why, you know, that resonance that you and I have together, like whatever I was observing in your, in your posts on social media about your approach to um, integration work and counseling people and coaching is the fun. So I think it's no, you know, surprise that we would be having this conversation here now because there's a resonance with that. You know, there's a lot of people out there doing coaching work and things and, um. You know, what brings people together is more of like um, certain similarities. I don't know. Sure. I mean, I guess the point being is is that I saw something in that, something in your work resonated with me, and that's why we connected after all these years. And so, yeah, it's like super important um, to to have play, and uh, I want, would want that for people. You know, I would want that style in their in their integration work. Um, have fun, you know, like heal yourself so you can have fun.
0: (laughs) For sure. If there's one thing that I took away from the plant medicine journey is that I am creating my experience with every thought, with the way I'm focusing, like I'm, I have so much agency, like to the point that it's like, it's, it can be overwhelming the amount of agency we have. And and sometimes that can shut people down, even just the, Mm. the vastness of their own power it's like that whole concept right we yeah. don't want parts of us don't want what we say we want because of the level of power and responsibility it comes with and all of our reservations are conditioning mm-hmm. around that but yeah so it is it is a it is a, a grand process and and one thing i i would say maybe you'll echo this maybe not is you know not to go into a, a retreat with the with the sense of like i'm broken and need to be fixed and this is going to like fix everything for me and like, mm. give me the, like the meaning of life. And just like putting this really big expectation on the, the process. Um, I'm curious how you feel about that. And like, if there is a, an intention that you like to offer people who, who might have like really grandiose expectations.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I think that's a good philosophy. It's like, I don't think it's ever really a good idea to view ourselves as broken. Yeah. um you know one of the highest truths and maybe I don't, know, I don't know one of the highest truths in like in creation is that creation is perfect actually it's perfect um every aspect of it is perfect because the source god higher power whatever um that's that's its nature it can only manifest into perfect things so even um you know, aspects of us in this 3D, in this third density or third dimension that we find ourselves in, you know, illness and all that stuff. It's not imperfect. It might just be, in a way, inharmonious to um, what we want to be. So viewing us as viewing ourselves as, as broken is, I would say, is like it's in opposition to that that truth right from the get go. So just kind of recognizing, like, okay, I have things to heal, but I'm not a broken person. It's just, um, it's part of this 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 Earth walk that that I'm having, you know, in this lifetime. And uh, I think with that shift in perspective, um, it takes away an immense amount of pressure. And it gives a clearer perspective as to what's really going on. So then you can enter the, the healing process and the healing journey um, without this massive pressure that like, you know, I'm damaged goods. I can't, you know. Obviously one, we want to feel better and we have the right to do that. So that's why we, you know, eventually get to a point where it's like, all right, I can't take it anymore. I'm going to sign up for this retreat. Let's, uh, let's do some work. But yeah, if you can view it not as being like broken person it's as you said the 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 pressure will be taken off and you know if if someone is coming in with like these visions of grandeur I don't know um some pretty amazing things can happen and these with this medicine work but having high expectations that we're holding on to really rigidly is not going to help because you know more often than not um spirit, you know, the sentientness of these plant medicines, the plant spirits are going to um, work on the things that need to be worked on at this time. And they might not always be the things that we have in our mind, um, you know, that needs to get done. So like, I always talk about this, like an intention setting, and I've said it a million times now, like, people are like, "Oh, should I have an intention going in? I'm like, you can but I'll just say this, don't hold on to it so tightly that if you don't get, you know, the fulfillment of that intention after the ceremony or the retreat that you think nothing happened, right. that's like missing the point. Like oftentimes there's like nine things that spirit has to remove and work out and rewire before that 10th thing that we asked for is accomplished. Mm-hmm. So it's not to say that you won't get it eventually. Um, it just might not happen immediately. So mm-hmm. if we can kind of let go of that, let go of that, like, egoic attachment with our minds to, to these outcomes, then, you know, you're in this place of possibility, like you're open to all the blessings that can and will come through, Mm -hmm. you know, have your attentions. It's kind of like set the intention and then just kind of let go of it. Like, okay, Hey, this is just what I would like to see happen. Help me. But trust that what you really need is going to come through like plant Mm -hmm. medicine. It's all about getting what you need, not always what you want. Usually then in time, you realize that what you need is what you wanted,
0: yeah. <laughs> but it might just take
1: a little time for those roads to kind of like converge.
0: Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. So. I, I've started setting the intention of like, my intention is to work cooperatively with the, med- with the medicine. That's it. Just like, huh. may I be a cooperative co-creator of this there process, exactly. <laughs> whatever it's going to yeah. be
1: exactly because the resistance is also was often really high in the beginning for a lot of people
0: okay. and we can't
1: even understand like exactly what that means to be resistant like mentally or energetically when you when you take the medicine and, and it's happening but over time that comes down so the more that we can do consciously to just be open and uh open and trusting to uh, to the process like trusting in the higher power or however you call the higher power and bringing you to the medicine that you need at that time um, it's kind of like getting out of our own way like all right I'm here I'm going to do my best to get out of my own way and in the beginning especially if it's your first foray into these realms yeah there might be some resistance to come up and that's normal because you're going to be nervous you're going to be afraid it's like it's like totally new world that, that you're entering into but over time the resistance comes down and um we can go deeper into the space so yeah
0: good stuff good stuff <laughs> <laughs> i i could talk to you for another three hours um but yeah, sure. maybe i'll bring you back on for okay, now bye. For now, can you just speak to any contraindications there might be, and then where can people contact you if they are feeling called to go on a journey or just ask you more questions?
1: Yeah, um, I think by and large, this the medicine that I work with is uh, is suitable for for many people. Um, obviously before I can give the green light for anybody in participating, I have a pretty comprehensive medical questionnaire. Um, so yeah, there's some conditions, there's some certain mental illnesses that might be contraindicated, um, and certain medications, um, that might may, may also be contraindicated, but for the most part with the medications, I think people can, um, except in extreme cases, you know, can come off of the medications to then to participate with the wachuma medicine and do so safely um there's not nearly as many contraindications with like like pharmaceutical meds for wachuma as there are with uh with ayahuasca so that's a good news so like that might be an appealing thing for people who are like well i didn't i couldn't do ayah but i can actually work with wachuma and still have um the same you know level of healing here Um, so so that's a possibility and for go ahead please
0: I I meant to ask this earlier and it slipped my mind. What is, what would you say is the primary distinction between Wachuma and and Aya?
1: Um, In what terms? Like in how they, how they operate or.
0: Yeah. Like why might one (laughs) decide to choose one over the other?
1: Okay. The calling Um,
0: or (laughs) what is it?
1: Yeah. That's, that's part of it. Ultimately they, they can and will accomplish the same things. Yeah. Um, but they have different personalities if you will mm. when you interact with these medicines like you, you'll have an interaction with the spirits their personalities are different um i would say that ayahuasca can tend to be a little bit more in your face with the visuals in your face um, but wachuma at least with the way that i prepare my medicine which um by whatever stroke of fate or blessing that I was guided to make the medicine in the way that I do. is very powerful. And so you can get uh, very powerful visions or visuals with it. Um, but the spirit's personality is a bit different. Ayahuasca can kind of be like, you know, grab you by the ear and come here, you, and you got to go here and that's it, you don't have choice where Wachuma well, is more like the just kind of like chill grandparent, like if you're going to be rambunctious kid and you don't want to listen, then, you know, he'll wait until you're ready. And then like, okay, you see this, we need to take care of this when you're ready, but then no, you go and do it. So that's, that's the difference. Right. And another difference is it's like ayahuasca typically and historically is conducted at night inside a a maloka or a hut in the jungle or wherever else now that it travels to Um, so you begin in the evening the ceremony lasts five hours or so and then you go to bed Um, where we're wachuma we conduct all day so we begin in the morning take the medicine at about 10 in the morning and then the, the effects last much longer 10 to 15 hours, um, with the strongest effects being like for the first eight hours or so, which is what I call the circle portion of the ceremony. So I close the circle, we make a fire and then we enjoy some tea and snacks and then a soup dinner. And then you're kind of coming down, um, from the effects until you go to bed. Um, and yeah, it, it can be a little bit more undulating, like wave-like with Wachuma. Strong for a while, you think it's over, and then something will bring on another wave and, and so forth. Um, but ultimately, you know, they're going to accomplish the same thing. Some people feel an affinity to one or the other. Some like to work with both. Um, I think it's important. That's why I like to to talk about the work I'm doing, that people know about Wachuma and know that it, it, at least in the way I'm I'm conducting that you can have an experience that's on par with with the ayahuasca healing experience Um, this is not really talked about much but um, that's something that i want to make people aware of so if somebody feels off-put for whatever reason that ayahuasca is not a good fit for them then knowing that they can get the same level of of healing and transformation with wachuma uh, coming through these retreats and ceremonies that i offer um, or if they've done ayahuasca work and want to have a new experience with a different, you know, medicine, a different plant ally, then here, it's an option. Um, so, you know, people have to kind of feel it out. You can do your homework and you can do that mentally and, and like, see what's what, but ultimately, as you mentioned with the calling, it's something you just kind of feel in your heart, your gut, and, and you, you just have to go with it um, here where, where I'm located in the beautiful Andes mountains, Um, It's a different climate than the jungle. Um, We're surrounded by these huge Apus or mountain spirits, the mountains, really, really powerful energy that's really supportive in the healing process. Um, The climate's also exceptionally suited to doing healing work with Wachuma, you know, about 20 degrees Celsius days, 70 degrees Celsius days. Um, And then it gets cold at night when the sun goes down, but we make a fire, you kind of bundle up. it's quite comfortable for doing the, the healing journey. And um, and that's a big part of it. Like the ceremony space that uh, I've been blessed with and it's been created. We have these really amazing 360 degree views, um, but yet you feel contained. Um, and uh, the support of nature and the nature spirits really comes through a lot with what's human healing. Um, and people love to connect with the nature spirits and kind of commune and communicate with them and that's part of the journey it supports the healing and um it's really kind of an amazing and magical experience as well
0: well yeah i'm definitely feeling called so if if you are feeling called where can they find you
1: yeah so i have a website it's uh watchumawaken.com i guess chrissy you can uh put it in the show notes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also find me on Facebook, uh, Joey Greenstone. I share content there as well. And on Instagram, Watch Him Awaken. Beautiful,
0: mm-hmm. And also yeah. on
1: YouTube as well, Watch Him Awaken. So nice. yeah, that is the name of the medicine service.
0: Uh-huh. Gorgeous. Yeah, I'll link all yeah. his his um, play, places to find him in the show notes. So if you want to connect with him, which I recommend, definitely yeah. click on over. So yeah. for now- Great, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been riveting. Uh, I really enjoyed it and I appreciate your time and your wisdom. And if, if those of you who are listening, you know, want to learn more, please contact him. If you have questions, you want to hear more from him, you can always jump into the free Facebook page that I have the art of aliveness and ask your questions or give your feedback there. You can also email me at the at gmail.com. And then you guys know where to find me the art of aliveness. So thank you again, Joey. I trust. Yeah, you're
1: welcome. Thank you.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. I trust if you are here and got to the end, you've received exactly what you need. And until next time, friends, play on.